0: Welcome to the Pro podcast. I'm executive editor Arlen Schweiger. Calendar may have just turned to April, but we're thinking September in this week's episode. We're looking ahead to the Cedia Expo in Indianapolis as Visit Indy's Morgan Snyder tells us why the city is ready for much more than just March madness in 2021. Plus, Emerald's Jason McGraw outlines current health and safety protocols in place and answers other burning questions for exhibitors and attendees as the industry looks forward to meeting at an in-person event again. Jason McGraw, Group Vice President at Emerald, and Morgan Snyder, Director of Public Relations at Visit Indy. Thank you guys both so much for joining the CE Pro podcast.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having us.
0: Glad to be here. Thanks, Arlen. So we're into April now. We are about five months away from the Cedia Expo uh, 2021, which is scheduled to take place in Indianapolis, September 1st through 3rd. First time back in Indy since 2012. Uh, We wanted to check in because we know our CE Pro audience uh, certainly has a bunch of questions surrounding this show. So we wanted to provide an update for everyone in the plans. Uh, Jason, let's start with you. So you started you joined Emerald last November to oversee the Cedia Expo, among other things. Um uh, the virtual expo had taken place a couple of months prior. Uh I'm sure as soon as you started, people right away were asking you about 2021. So, you know, let's just go uh just to get right into it. What's the status of the expo today?
2: Uh all systems are go, Arlen. We're excited about the return of the in-person CD expo, uh September one through three in Indianapolis. Um you know as everyone's known the the covid pandemic has really put uh you know a wet blanket over uh, live events in-person events over this past year uh so you know we're very excited about the opportunity to be able to come back together uh with an in-person event it'll be two years since our last uh, in-person cedia expo uh so you know two long years unfortunately um but we're, we're very thrilled to have the opportunity um, now that things are moving along uh, with uh, vaccination rollout and uh, herd immunity and your uh, reduction of cases uh, with COVID. Uh, things are pointing in a very positive direction for a successful return and a safe return uh, of in-person events. And so we're looking forward to it. And uh, we're making all plans and preparations to have a great show.
0: Yeah, I know um, ISE, uh, the Integrated Systems Europe, uh, the big show over there, um, recently had a a research poll where they found that, you know, 98% of, of the survey takers said that they were looking forward to going back to an in-person show. We certainly all are looking forward to doing it, uh, and I know ISE has recently kind of changed around their schedule a little bit. They're going to do a, a combination of uh, some two-day events, uh, but Jason... In terms of that positivity, uh, I imagine you're on the phone with uh, exhibitors and potential exhibitors that you're trying to convince to be exhibitors uh, every day. In terms of hey, what, you know, why should we come back to the CD Expo to an in-person event? Why should we be participating in the show? So, what have their attitudes been like when you've been talking? Uh, to the exhibitors, do they, you know, obviously as a natural byproduct, um, they would be expecting fewer attendees, I'm sure, for an in-person event. Does that mean that, you know, they're excited about, say, having a more meaningful conversation with attendees? What are some of the things that they're running around um, in their heads as we get near, you know, the show? Sure,
2: Arlen. Um, <clears throat> you know, we we in our CD Expo sales team, uh, you know, we've been communicating regularly with our our exhibitors, uh, you know, we, we already have uh, over 200 brands committed and contracted with exhibits. Uh, we continue to talk to companies every single day. We're expecting to have 350 uh, exhibitors by showtime. Um, yes, certain brands have, you know, changed, uh, you know, what they're planning to do or what they might bring or how many people they might bring. Uh, other brands have been fully committed, large exhibits, uh, sizes, uh, you know, planning for for training and demo rooms and events uh, at the show. Uh, you know, it, today it's been it kind of mixed. Some companies, uh, especially some international brands, have been more cautious, you know, mm-hmm. because there, there's still been uh, travel restrictions uh, in place uh, from uh, various uh, international destinations. Um, but those are changing, you know, by the day and the weeks ahead. Um, you know, I think there are concerns around how many people are going to come out. Um, you know, obviously we don't know for certain, uh, we think there's a huge pent up demand, uh, from the industry to get back to the in-person event. People have not been able to go to any other shows. There, there haven't been any industry events to see products firsthand, uh, to, to attend, uh, in-person education sessions, to have peer networking opportunities. Um, you know, all the things that we miss and love about, uh, trade shows, uh, that experience, that happens, the serendipity that happens from being in a show where you can see products, you can learn, you can bump into people uh, at a bar, restaurant, your hotel. And, uh, you know, you're, you're one of, you know, you're with your peers and colleagues uh, talking business and, um, and for professional development. So uh, all those reasons, those that do come to the show, which we hope is as many as possible, um, they, they have needs and, and uh, desires to, to learn to see products and to accelerate their business. So the quality of attendees is going to be fabulous. And so, you know, that's what we say to, to exhibitors, take advantage of that opportunity. Um, also show leadership, you know, that, that you're, you're trying to, you know, bring back business, uh, accelerate your business into the coming year. And uh, to be seen, you know, you want your brand uh, to be out there in the marketplace, you want to show your support for the channel, you want to su- show your support for uh, the CD organization uh, by being at the event and show that you're uh, a leader in the marketplace. So, you know, um, we're, we're very positive about having a successful show and we think it's, a, it's an excellent opportunity that companies have not had uh, for well over a year. Uh, you know, even other competing events, uh, the CESs, the Infocoms, the NABs, uh, you know, the ISCs haven't happened. So, you know, we're going to be the first, uh, you know, leading uh, electronics show out there in over 12 months. Um, so, I don't know. I, I, I sound very passionate about it, and I am. Um, well, from that pen up band standpoint...
0: Meeting. From that pen up demand standpoint, certainly we've been hearing that for so long now and it it makes so much sense. Uh, I I mean, there's only so much that, uh, you know, as as I think as solid an event as it was, there's only so much the virtual event can replicate uh, an in-person event. And there's only so much that, you know, we've all been on Zoom for a year now. There's only so much that that can uh, replicate, you know, in-person meetings, things like that. Um, I think you're absolutely right about that. And I know that the manufacturers have had, you know, lots of questions for you and the organization about, uh, health and safety protocols, and we'll get into those specifics, uh, in a little bit, but first, before we do that, I did want to turn to Morgan. So Morgan, um, in terms of health and safety and going back to events, uh, like we haven't had for a year, um. Case in point is Indianapolis right now is in the spotlight, um, across uh, basically with eyes across the country, looking upon it because of the NCAA basketball tournament. Uh, so what can you tell us in terms of things getting kind of back to normal or having large events and crowds, um, Indianapolis and as well as some other venues and, and locales in the state of Indiana have been hosting this tournament. Um, What does this say about Indianapolis and what people can expect and and what kind of preparations did the city have to do to have this current event going on?
1: Sure. Well, I think first and foremost, in order to be able to host an entire NCAA March Madness tournament in one city, which has never been done before in in sports history, we had to have a proven track record that we could put this together and we could do it safely and successfully for the, the attendees and the fans and the teams coming into the city. And so it's, it's it's crazy to look back on, but you know, we're over a year away from that. So March 17th, the Indiana Convention Center, March 17th, 2020, the Indiana Convention Center shut shut their doors. And we were all in the same situation across the country and just and watched our industry just crumble. And and there's no doubt, everyone can say the travel and, and tourism industry was one of the hardest hit industries with this pandemic. But we are also a city that We cannot stop creating. Uh, Our conventions are are very important to us. We miss Cedia. We are so excited to have this group back in the city since it's been since 2012, since we've been able to welcome uh, Cedia and and Emerald. So we're, we're doing everything we can with every event, fine tooth comb, how we can put on these events safely and successfully. And so Starting in March of last year, we quickly went into implementing $7 million in health and safety features inside the Indiana Convention Center. Really, this, this looked like bringing in a hospital-grade air filtration system immediately, bringing in the plexiglass structures, the one-way signage. All uh, facilities went to contactless, contactless doors, faucets, sinks, toilets. Uh, increasing all of the hand sanitizer stations around the convention center and in, and in common spaces throughout the city, a uh, Clorox 360 cleaning process, which is quite impressive, um, that now takes place between any event and on a daily a daily schedule inside the Indiana Convention Center. And so, because of that, people started paying attention to what's going on inside the Indiana Convention Center and those 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 steps we were making to make it a safe space. And so we we also received the GBAC accreditation, which is the highest accreditation you can receive from a globe, global bio-risk accreditation. Uh, our airport went in and they got the highest accreditation they could receive in health and safety features. We also received the Clean Air Filtration Award from NAFA, which um, was exciting, And then we also received the Centers for Excellence Award by Exhibitor Magazine because people again, they saw what we were doing all hands on deck. It really truly was a city wide collaboration to get this industry back on track. And and we want to be the we want to be the poster child to say, here's it it can happen and it and we can do this safely and successfully. And let's do this for the industry. And so, uh, you know, starting in June of twenty twenty, we really started seeing events come back because we we could showcase how we were able to do this. And since then We've had about 51 live events, 130,000 attendees throughout the city, and that leads us. That does not include an NCAA March Madness tournament, so that's where we are now. Um, right,
0: right. And it's not full capacity like in past years where you're bringing, you know, 75,000 people maybe to a game or something like that, but still, it it's an influx of people, and it sounds like that uh, the downtown especially has been... Uh, really been ready for this for several months now
1: we have i mean just you cannot believe all the planning that goes into putting on something like this well actually you guys can because you're you're doing something very similar in in september and many of those safety procedures will will be this is a case study you know and how we can use this for future conventions coming into this into the city so it truly has been an all hands on deck and so far so great. Everything is going so well with the NCAA tournament. And you're right. It is. We're at 25% capacity in our venues. And we look at right now at the, in the state of what's going on in, in the country and in Indianapolis, we are still working with limited capacities and in one way flows and, and, and wearing masks and hand sanit- hand sanitizer stations anywhere and everywhere. So just taking those precautions into place and, you know, with vaccinations coming on board quicker then I think, especially for the state of Indiana, then we anticipated um, things are really, really moving in the right direction, and I'm I'm so hopeful by the time CDO lands in the city in September that we can all feel a lot more comfortable with where we are. But again, we we have a proven track record of doing this, and and we'll be ready come September.
0: Yeah, it's really great to hear. So let's uh, move things then in, inside the Indiana Convention Center. Jason, can you kind of um, elaborate a bit on what you and Morgan were talking about then in terms of Morgan said that obviously this this place is ready to go uh in terms of health and safety uh some specific things can you address for um for manufacturers and attendees in terms of health and safety protocols uh, I know there's um there's a big FAQ or uh, information up on the Cedia Expo website um what are some of those specifics that you can tell us in terms of the mask wearing, temperature taking, sanitizing, things like that?
2: Yes, Arlen, all of those things. And in, in fact, Emerald has, uh, you know, successfully put on some trade shows this year. We had our Surf Expo down in Orlando, which went on very safely uh, using, uh, you know, Emerald's uh, health and safety protocols. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, an indoor you know, event. Best practices, so. Um, you know, we have a health and safety plan right on our cdexpo.com website. Uh, so attendees can take a look at that. Um, we've added FAQs, as you've just mentioned, uh, you know, based on questions we've been receiving from, from exhibitors and attendees. Um, you know, so also sharing, uh, links to information from the convention center's website, um, as well as, um. You know, health and safety guidelines that that we've established uh, emerald wide that we're looking to implement at at live events as we come back this year. Right. So, what are the specifics
0: Um, of those, Jason, that you can tell us about that people should know? um, Well, today, I mean, and I want to stress today, you know, we're months away
2: from the show. You know, there, there are restrictions in place on, you know, capacity limits in the convention center currently a 25% capacity and, and a lot of that's driven by social distancing. So, you know, maintaining a six foot, uh, radius around, uh, each individual, you know, clearly, you know, looking at a meeting room that would normally hold a hundred people, uh, pre COVID, you know, right now can maybe hold 30, you know? And, uh, so, but we have ample meetings. We have the entire convention center. We have lots of meeting rooms. Uh, you know, the hall is massive. So, you know, having attendees go into the hall, um, you know, we'll certainly have, uh, Plenty of capacity uh, in the hall to accommodate all CDA attendees and exhibitor personnel. So we don't, you know, envision having, you know, to queue up people and wait to send people in uh, at a given time um, <clears throat> based on the current limits, which uh, you know we are optimistic will, you know, keep uh, increasing. Um, you know, so we have information about that on our website. Uh, you know, attendees and exhibitors should be prepared to wear a face masks. Uh, you know, exhibitors should be prepared to uh, think about the, you know, cleaning their, their exhibit booths and surfaces that, you know, are being touched and, and so forth. Um, you know, we're adding air purifiers in our sound rooms on the show floor, um, you know, uh, increased cleaning rem, uh, regimen, you know, between uh, class sessions in the, in the show floor, or excuse me, show floor sessions on stages <laughs> and the, uh, the uh, uh, education sessions in the meeting rooms. Um, you know, food and safety, uh, or food and beverage safety, you know, individually wrapped, grab and go package, you know, uh, food items, um, uh, you know, those kind of things there's, I really applaud, uh, the convention center, uh, and Morgan touched on this. Um, you know, their whole team has really kind of looked at every aspect of, uh, the user experience at the convention center in terms of, you know, cleaning and uh, safety, um, So, you know, today we have a a pretty strong plan in place. We'll adapt that plan as necessary as we move forward to the show. Um, But but clearly, uh, you know, our commitment is to have a safe event. Um, You know, we've laid out the show floor and there's a live link on our website to the current exhibit plan with current list of exhibitors. Um, You know, we have booths of of great sizes and uh, some great uh, traffic aisles that will get people to and fro. Uh, on the on the plan and allow for safe uh, social distancing uh, while visiting the exhibits Um, you know so overall all those things happening um, you know are not an impediment to having a great event and I want to stress that you know that it will be easy for attendees to come in the building to be able to to get access to the exhibits to register pick up their badges uh, visit the, uh, the meeting rooms, the, the sound rooms, the uh, manufacturer product training rooms, um, and the events that, that will be held uh, before and after hours, the keynotes and so forth. Um, the other great thing about the, the convention center is its proximity. All the hotels are literally within walking distance or across the street, uh, down the street, same with many of the bars and restaurants. So um, it's in it, perfect time of year from a weather perspective, so we're really excited about getting back to Indy. We know we're going to have a safe show. Uh, we will make it as easy and as comfortable and convenient as possible to have a, a, a great event.
0: Jason, with things like, uh, like demo rooms, um, sound rooms, are those are there just, is it just that they're going to be less seating for those? Are those going to be larger to, you know, to still try and accommodate? Uh, As many people as they can, or how do you expect those particular spaces to go? Well, you know,
2: historically, um, you know, we have had up to 20 sound rooms on the show floor. They are of a fixed size. Uh, They're approximately 600 square feet uh, in size. So there will be a limit today on the number of attendees that can be in a room at any one time uh, experiencing a demo. Um, You know, we hope that those uh, capacity limits increase by the show time. But even if they don't, I mean, the fact that, you know, you could get, you know, six or eight people into a room to hear a demo and then move out, uh, freshen up, have the next group of people come through. Manufacturers and attendees will have ample opportunities to be able to demonstrate their products uh, in their sound rooms. And, you know, we also have rooms off the show floor, high performance audio rooms, manufacturer product training rooms that are larger than that, uh, you know, that even with uh, social distancing, they'll be able to go in there and, um, and experience the, the products and demonstrations. So, um, you know, we feel confident that uh, we'll be able to work with manufacturers, um, you know, on how they'll clean between demos, how they'll be able to move uh, folks through them um, safely and, uh, and still have a great experience.
0: And Morgan, uh, between, <clears throat> between now and CDA Expo, obviously the NCAA tournament uh, going on and you mentioned events in the past, but it's not exactly like Indianapolis is slowing down, right? In terms of the schedule coming up for downtown Indy, um, what can you tell us about, you know, what, the, what else the city is bracing for and how confident the city is with its preparations um, between now and September 1st?
1: Sure. Well, we're gonna we're gonna crown a champion final four weekend here in the city, and then we're gonna turn the page and we welcome a a gospel coalition inside the Indiana Convention Center. We welcome a volleyball tournament, which will have upwards of eighteen thousand athletes coming in and out of the convention center at staggered arrival and departure times, um, with with temporary volleyball courts and on within the convention center um we have an indianapolis 500 which we have a new owner roger penske who says this event is going to happen this year and they're holding mass vaccinations out at the indianapolis motor speedway to get as many hoosiers vaccinated as possible but i think that just also goes to show you that we're we're really working towards making sure we can host the world's largest single day sporting event in the city come memorial day weekend and while It might not be the 300,000 spectators that we typically see we want, we want cars on the track and, and some fans in the stands and doing so safely and successfully. Uh, Turn the page to June, we have a a sweets and snacks Expo that was originally slated to host their convention in Chicago and it's moved to Indianapolis to host their convention here. Um, And so. And like Jason said, I mean, we're we're continuing to welcome visitors to the city, continuing to do this safely and successfully. I'm excited about the time of year that CDA is coming in because I love September in Indianapolis. You can still have your your outdoor patio dining. Um, currently, our our restaurants are operating operating at 75% capacity indoors and 100% capacity outdoors. So all of that will be still, um, widely available for CDA attendees to come in and enjoy. So we, we do, we have a pretty robust calendar of events ahead of us and hopefully it's, we can continue to move in the right direction and and prove that we can get this industry up and running again.
0: Sounds great. And is there anything, um, any other final considerations you could tell us, um, Morgan for, uh, in terms of travel prep that people can expect coming into the city, uh, the airports, the driving—I know, obviously, being in the Midwest—you uh, know—we're excited to have a, you know, a huge chunk of of the country being very accessible to getting to Indianapolis.
1: Yeah, sure. We've actually seen that be such a success factor for hosting the NCAA tournament, and that is Indianapolis is so centrally located in the country. We're uh, within a day's drive to more than half of the nation's population. So for those that aren't feeling comfortable boarding a plane, get in the car and, and make a trip, a road trip out of it. And, um, and once you get here, I can tell you it is also one of the most walkable cities. So park the car and get out. And as Jason said, you've got your downtown hotel and the convention center all within walking distance, White River State Park, Central Canal, 250 acres of green space all within downtown, tons of restaurants to walk to. You won't need the car once you get here. But then, if you are flying, um, it's been exciting to, to to watch the the airport industry. Very recently, just since 2021, we have uh, we've announced 10 new flights into Indianapolis. So I think that that shows you that air ba- air traffic and um, inbound flights are, are starting to return, both both west coast and east coast. Um, and it's the number one airport in, in North America. And they've gotten that award for eight years in a row, according to airport council international. So the authority of airports, Indianapolis is the number one airport. So from a travel perspective, you're, you're in a good spot, whether you're getting in the car or flying into Indianapolis.
0: Wow. Thanks. Sir. I appreciate that update too. That's a uh, great, I imagine for a lot of the people listening to this around the country. Um, it sounds like things are a lot different in Indianapolis, um, Compared to many places in the country, but uh, it's it's really great to hear that things are, yeah, you know, as close to being on their way back to normal as as possible. It sounds like that's incredible. Uh, Jason, from your side, from the expo side, uh, manufacturers, attendees, um, anything else as we should keep in mind as we get closer to registration. And by the way, if we if we haven't mentioned that already, when when does registration open? Uh, and where can, you know, everyone find all that information and register for the show? Sure. Well,
2: registration will open on June 9th uh, for, for attendees uh, <clears throat> to, to sign up. Uh, we'll be uh, coming out with information uh, in the coming weeks on hotel reservations uh, in the city. We have uh, over 7000 hotel rooms uh, right downtown that, that we have uh, booked. Uh, and there's more than 30,000 in the metro area. Um, I've, I've read some of the literature there, Morgan. So I think um,
1: Jason, you're hired, <laughs> uh,
2: you know, um, but it's, um, it, the city's ready to welcome, uh, attendees and exhibitors for CD expo. Um, I, I do want to mention that, you know, we, we'll have a, a hundred seminar sessions, uh, from the CDS conference program. We're going to have dozens of, uh, sessions on the show floor and our new wellness pavilion our innovation hub. Uh, the launch pad uh, for new-to-market companies. Um, You know, we've got the sound rooms. We've got major brands, um, you know, exhibiting and and we'll be showing new products. Um, I think there's just a lot of anticipation uh, to get back to see uh, those products firsthand. Um, So many people have commented to us from the industry how they missed the show how 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 much the show has been a vital part of their business and their professional development over the years. Um, the as we know, the residential systems industry has been doing gangbusters uh, this year as 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 people have been spending more time at home, investing in their systems to work from home, to learn from home, uh, play at home entertainment. Uh, so you know, whole home automation, uh, more investment in, in outdoor living, uh, security systems, obviously, and then, of course, health and wellness. And so um, there's so much to learn about at the show uh, for the industry to, to better serve uh, consumers and homeowners. And we've also seen the trend of, uh, you know, as, as we've been working from home more, you know, more of the commercial solutions coming into the the resi market. At the same time, you know, residential integrators uh, taking on more commercial work moving forward. So um, we're seeing a lot of changes going on in the industry and we want to talk about those at the show uh, and help the industry continue to thrive. So there's so many compelling reasons uh, to, to come back to CD Expo. We're going to welcome all. Um, we're planning for a fabulous event and um, we're really excited. So, uh, stay tuned. Please check the website frequently and uh, for updates and especially uh, information about health and safety, but more importantly about the content programs that are coming up, the exhibitors that will be joining us, and uh, we welcome everyone to Indianapolis this September.
0: All right. Well, on that note, uh, there certainly is no better time to, to hold the Cedia Expo, and, and we're really looking forward to going to Indianapolis. So Jason McGraw and Morgan Snyder, thank you guys so much for your time, and we really appreciate it.
2: Thank you.